It's tuna time. The myths of selling to the government. If you're using traditional sales techniques to sell to the government, you're doing it wrong. Rick Wimberly and Lauren Bristow have been selling and marketing to the government for years. Quite successfully, thank you. They're authors of Seven Myths of Selling to Government, available on Amazon. The podcast is brought to you by Government Selling Solutions, a consultancy helping companies sell to the government. Now, here's Rick. Tuna time. It happens but once a year, a time all government top performers anxiously await. It's a wonderful time of the year. It's the time of the year when government buyers go into a frenzy to spend what's left of their money. There's a prevailing fear that if they don't spend it, their budgets will be cut the next year. Rare is the government organization that says at the end of the year, hey, we didn't need all the money in our budget, we're going to give some of it back. So as the end of the fiscal year nears, government buyers go into high gear. They scurry about, making sure that all of their budgeted money is spent. It's not that they've been sitting around all year waiting for the end of the year. They often just don't know how much money they'll have until the 11th hour. There would be hell to pay if at the end of the year they had to tell their bosses that all funds weren't spent because they didn't get around to it. So the frenzy begins. I worked with a top performer who we'll call David. David had a special name for this special time of the year. He called it Tuna Time. Wimberly, the tuna are running, he would say, sometimes rather loudly. Time to make sure your net is in the water. David's main focus for selling this communications technology was the military. He was a master of it. And he knew that a lot of his sales would close during the last month, the last week, even the last day of the year. David would go into warp speed during tuna time. A whirling dervish he would become, zipping around the office with one portable phone to his ear and another one jangling in his pocket. He put a cardboard box on his desk to elevate his keyboard so he could stand up and not waste time sitting down. He scheduled no travel. I'm not sure he even went home. He was on 24 hours, working the phones like a Wall Street boiler room broker. One eye was on the fax machine. Okay, this was a few years ago. The other on the clipboard he carried holding sheets of notes and phone numbers. David would often go into the last month of the fiscal year behind the sales objectives. But in the 11th hour, he came through. Always. His objective would be met. And often, he was the one who pulled the rest of the company through to make its objective. It could be nerve-wracking, but it was also a thing of beauty. And as dust settled on the close of the year, David would wonder how he could avoid the chaos next year. We would all wonder. We never saw him do it. And I suspect that somewhere he's still declaring it's tuna time as the year closes. Now, there were folks in the company who complained about David's tuna time. Some wondered what secrets he had that would allow him to make some calls at the end of the year and produce really big orders. Some thought it was a hero syndrome that David coasted until the end of the year, that he liked being the guy who pulled the company through at the last minute. He probably did enjoy it. Who wouldn't? Some people only saw those last-minute heroics. There was something they didn't see. It was what David was doing throughout the year to make sure the end-of-the-year tuna time would be fruitful 
At the end of the year, those people on the other end of the line of his phone, make that phones, those sending him faxes, they weren't strangers to David. He knew them. He knew them all. He knew them well. David had worked every day, often seven days a week, to make sure he knew them all. With exception of his self-imposed travel moratorium during Tuna time, he traveled all year long. He traveled hard, looking for every opportunity he could find to get to know his prospects. And he made it his mission, his mission, to understand their mission. He would ask lots of questions, so he knew which prospects were most likely to come up with money at the end of the year. He also understood that, despite his efforts, it was almost impossible to predict exactly which tuna he would catch and how large they would be. Hmm, sounds like fishing to me. But he always caught. I watched him do it every year for ten years. Ten years without fail. But it wasn't tuna time that made him successful. This was just the time to harvest what he had been working on all year long. So, David. I salute you, your hard work, your ability to pull us through at the end of the year. Yeah, it could be frustrating, it could be entertaining to watch, but mostly it taught us an important lesson that we're sharing with all of you now. Do your work. Do it all year long. Even when it seems like you're not closing deals, get to know your prospects and their missions. And when the end of the year comes and you're harvesting, yell, it's tuna time. And think of David Zadig. Today's episode has been brought to you by Government Selling Solutions. Government Selling Solutions. Getting government sold.